Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. Welcome to another one. I'm Derek. That's Brandon, and that's Scar. Scar, how you doing today? I'm good, man. Hanging in there. Brandon, yourself? I'm fantastic. I'm Brandon. I'm never not fantastic because I'm just a wonderful person inside and out, and my aura just glows. I have a glowing aura. I have a glora. No, I had an up and down day. Really? What happened? My internet's been out since noon. Your what? Your internet's been out since noon? Yeah, you got Comcast, don't you? No, I got AT and T. Oh, they bad too. AT and T will be like, "Yo, we got an outage." I That's the whole message they'll give you. No, I have Comcast. Have an outage. I don't have the no cord got cut. One of the cords got one of the wires got cut. Stay out there fixing it. Was it y'all? Um, I know y'all are doing yard work. No, I ain't do nothing. It's the. <laughs> There's some why it was working, and then it just stopped. I was on a call for work, and it just cut out. I wonder how uh, it would feel to be that family who causes an actual internet outage or power outage in your neighborhood, like you did it, and people know it I was did, you. <laughs> I did find out that AT and T is giving me a four hundred fifty dollar gift card. Cool. Let me borrow four hundred bucks. I know you got it. And I got, and my boss called me and told me I got a ten thousand dollar raise. Oh, that's what's okay. up. Yeah, blue, let me borrow five hundred I know you got it. I don't got ten thousand dollars right now. Let me borrow five hundred bucks, and they got. I know you got it. Let me let me borrow an Xbox uh, Series X that I ain't got to pay back. And by borrow, I mean like let me have it. Like I said, yo, that I ain't got to pay back. I already right? said that. I put that. I, put I, that got, both of you. I, I got both of y'all. We're gonna okay. invest in the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> invest in the pot. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I get want. money. I, I get. <laughs> <laughs> that was exciting. 
I'm proud of you. Congratulations, fam. But that's what he had to call me on my phone because I couldn't get on Teams because I got no fucking internet. One thing I can say about state work is they do not give bonuses. I get bonuses too, but this is just a salary raise. I don't get raises either, but here's something that I decided. I get, I get raises. Hold on, they, you about to they're get not big raises. raises. I mean, you talking about you about, about to California. get a raise, like a two point six percent raise and shit. It's, it's not, not about California, big. dog. It's California, dog. Like we, yeah. we they, they want you something about to get a raise. Even if California. we get a raise, we still ain't caught up to what the cost of living is. Like, no, you about crazy. to get a big raise from what I from what I read about California. It's about to be a lot of money invested in uh, government workers in different programs. That would be great, but I bet you we don't see not now. Y'all had a hundred billion dollar surplus. surplus. Yeah, watch. I bet you ain't gonna see not near none of it. We know how much of a surplus the state got. We just we don't talk about it. Like so, state workers are basically like the kids whose parents tell them, "I'm gonna take you to McDonald's unless you ask about going to McDonald's." And then uh, you see your parents going everywhere but McDonald's, and you want to ask so badly because you know that they said that they're going to take care of you. And then when you can't take it no more, you ask, and it was like, oh, it's out. It's not, mm-hmm. not going to happen. And oh, you fucked it up. Single, you fucked it up for everybody. And y'all got a single payer as a referendum coming up in November on mm-hmm. the ballot for universal health care. Mm-hmm. So if, if that passes, then that's one thing you don't got to worry about. That's less money you got to spend out of your check. I bet they'll figure something out. But I know that I know I know I know that we're an evergreen show, but I want to stop before we get started and just give flowers to my beloved who graduated from nursing school yesterday. Yay. Okay, man. I said something on I said something on uh, Facebook, but yeah, absolutely. Fam, I am so fucking proud of her. I'm so proud of her that I sat down and thought about the path that I could have taken, but didn't because I didn't want to uh, face failure. And she was telling me today about how she uh, had to realize that if she never took the first step, she'd never get to where she was now. So I've decided that I'm going to go back to school uh, to become a teacher. I've I've considered going back to school, but I have not taken the steps yet. My my therapist is really um, on me every time we have a therapy session on on Thursdays. Um, she's just like, you really should do this yourself. Yes, a counselor. Yeah. So let's go to school together. No. Okay. Let's go out to the kitchen. Let's go out. To- Why not? Seriously. Really? Hey, Scar, you're Virginia. Community college is free. You don't even got to pay for that shit. Seriously, why not? <laughs> I just, that shit is free there. I'm about to enroll in, in Virginia Community College. Ralph Northam came through. Yeah, I just, I just, ne- I've never, I'm, I'm never actually taken the steps. I just don't. Uh. You don't like, like you, especially especially when you especially when you um when you do online classes, it's just writing a whole bunch of fucking papers all the but time. It's, it's not like, about the it's it's about the the end. Not goal. anymore though. Not anymore. They do a lot of live video stuff now. If they try to make Zoom. it more like a class, yeah. I'll be doing I mean, my stuff online like primarily. I'll, I'll I'll consider it. I'll I'll look. I'll you actually look more into it. it. 
I think you'd be a great counselor. You're extremely empathetic. You don't take shit from hardly anybody. Uh, you take a lot of shit from Brandon. I don't understand that. But um, and you have you're like fucking brilliant and you can draw people in with conversations that will make them feel like you actually care about their situation. Yeah. Um, the I, thing about online school is you just got to you got to motivate yourself sometimes. When you go into class, you know, you got to get up and you got to get in your car and you got to drive to class and you got to sit in the class. And that kind of motivates you because you don't want to waste your fucking time. But when you're, when you're doing online stuff, you got to sometimes work at your own pace. And so you got to get yourself up to do it. But it also lets you feel a lot more comfortable because you don't got to be on in front of people. You can either be motivated or you can be motivated. Which I had hopes to be motivated. Uh, Nate dog. So this was uh, episode seven of season three. Like we are zooming through this show, y'all. I mean, we're doing two episodes of, at, at least a week. I said we're zooming through. What do you want from me? Yeah, I mean, so and there's only 10 episodes each season. I said we're zooming through. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, we get. We By get the way, that. I looked at Prison Break because it's, it's a dope show and I have it on Voodoo. I bought it on sale. And I was like, yeah, we should do, fuck no. That shit is like 24 episodes per season. Yeah, and it was, uh, and like everyone, everybody and their mama says, if you watch Prison Break, stop after season one. There's no need. No, no, there's like, I think season three is when they get to Panama and uh, Bunny Colvin is the lead villain and he's dope as fuck. And, and, and we, and those of us who watch the Arrowverse shows, who, which are currently getting gutted, uh, we know those two dudes um, for being in some the Arrowverse shows. Okay. And, and Heatwave and um, Captain Cold. Yeah, Captain Cold and Heatwave from uh, The Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But they were previously, they started in The Flash. So. Well, they started in Prison Break. Well, that too. Yeah. It was just really dope to see them again in The Flash and in Legends of Tomorrow. I think if I sat down and, and binge one of those shows, it will be Legends of Tomorrow because that show, every time I watched it, it made me happy. They just canceled Legends of Tomorrow. I know. I heard. It made me sad. <laughs> they, canceled, they canceled Naomi too. And I was, I was in, I was, I was watching Naomi. It was a little bit kiddie because these are, you know, these are high school kids, but I actually enjoyed the show. I tried to get Pooh Bear onto it. I feel like what they should have done for Naomi is probably put it as an exclusive on the CW app or else on uh, HBO Max under all the DC stuff that they have. But yeah. don't cancel it. Yeah. Because it's a story you can establish and go out with. So, Sarah and, and Helena. I love, I, love, I love how people who people uh, don't know that Wentworth Miller is black. <laughs> That's the fun part. <laughs> when you when you finally learn that Wentworth Miller is black, it's like, really? Not just that he's black, but that he's a black gay man. Mm-hmm. Like the the folks who I know who watched him on Prison Break were so. <gasps> like, why are y'all surprised? Why are y'all surprised? Uh, yeah, and and uh, another one um, that really surprises people when you tell when you tell white people that Slash is black. Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, because if you ever if you ever looked up Slash and his mama, boy, that is a black lady. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
colorism. No, not, not not saying that she's a not saying that she's a like I'm not saying that she's like a dark lady, but like no, when you see her, like there is no mistaking that is a black lady. Mm-hmm. Is it colorism if it's a description? Well, it depends. If you're saying it like she is black, she is a black lady. Yeah. Yeah, I thought colorism had to have be some sort of pejorative. Some black people are darker than other black people. That's the description. If you're not okay. saying it with negative intent. So the pejorative is black. Is it? Lady is black is, a pejorative? Lady is the noun. So black. <laughs> black just is like a description. In, just like in Baby's Got Back, where she was like, she's just no. so black. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the way you say black that matters. Exactly, because I can say that somebody's black, and yeah, they're a black person. But if I say somebody is blackity black, or if no, if I say they're black, right? You know what I mean? You or know what I mean? People say, you know, they're good people. It's just they're black. <laughs> but, not that, but you're describing a. You're describing a, a like a, a a way of being. I'm talking about a skin color. If I was trying to describe to you, oh, because skin I said color, colorism. Yeah, probably not. And You're I probably said, right. And I'd be like, "Yo, they black as hell." That's not to me. That's not colorism. That's just me describing you, so you understand what I mean by their skin tone. See, that's the same way Jay Z got away with uh, describing his friend as Spanish Jose. <laughs> I mean, if you were to just call him Jose, like, we got it. Right? Like, we, we got it. His name is Jose. You know what I mean? We get it. But no, Spanish I guess you should say dark skin. I guess that's better. Is that better? No. no I'm just saying. Like, it's that, all going to be the same thing, but. Well, well, Slash's mom is dark skin. How about that? <laughs> Slash's mom is a black woman. We understand. It's just the way that he said it alarmed me at first. He was like, you can't miss it because she's black. Yeah. I mean, but it's it's weird when when white people find out that Slash is black. Yes, like, that's because it, they feel like he betrayed them by not being white. Yeah, and then the fact that like most of the time he has on glasses and his hair is in front of his face. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't get a good look. You never really get a good look at Slash. Like no, you know, you never you never do. And like who who else has hair like that? I just I really do love Slash. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because the first time I saw him was with Michael Jackson. I just always just attribute it or put him on the team. That 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 was that was given to me, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Given yeah. to me. Yeah, that's that's a good song. I like that song. It is. It is. It slaps. Like any and slash actually wanted to do it. Um other than uh what's his name the dude who did um uh beat it uh eddie van halen mm-hmm. absolutely did not want to do that song <laughs> like he was like okay let me just bullshit this real quick and it, it still turned out slamming so like they kept that shit but like he absolutely did not want to do beat it, hmm. it so he owed, he owed mike a favor so helena is in mexico i guess Mm-hmm. Beating some motherfuckers in Mexico in Mexican train dominoes, it seems, and talking <laughs> cash shit, my nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. you ain't got shit. Give me that cash. And then goes back and Sarah's there and she's like, see, now we got food. Now we got money for food and drink. Hey, <laughs> Cerveza, 
And the woman's like, I'm not giving you a cerveza. You're pregnant. She's like, how the fuck you know I'm pregnant? And Miss S walks in. <laughs> exactly. I, I wish a, I wish I wish they would have used that same that same music that they used when she when she walked in on the man Carl. Yeah. I wish they would have used that song again. Like, hey, hey, what's the Spanish word for food? It's <laughs> it's food. Just say food. Let me get some of that shit too. Let me let me get some of them cortisone shits, Doc. I just got money. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> So Miss S comes in and Helena's like, yeah, me and you, we going to fight. We're going to fight real quick. Like, when do you want it? Do you want it in the face? Do you want it in the uterus? <laughs> yeah. No, she said, she, no, she said before she got there, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill Miss S. Like, I'm going to kill Miss S. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah. When, when I see her, it's about Yo. to be a problem. This, this, this Benjamin dude who's coming, like he, he belong to S? Is, is like, he affiliated? He he might he might catch these beats too. Like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm selling all scores. Hey, <laughs> I got seven stars. I'm about to use them all on Miss S's face, my nigga. Like <laughs> it's, it's on sight when I see that bitch. Like, Why this cap? She going to sleep <laughs> on everything I love. On my mama's mama, I would see that bitch, and it's gonna be a whole ass problem. It's gonna be some furniture moving. It's about to be some serious shit happening. So check it out. Boom. So it's gonna be some groundbreaking shit that's about to happen. <laughs> so boom. So why did you say on my mama's mama and not my grandmother? That's how people That's say, how say it. it. My mama's mama. I ain't oh, my mama's, mama's mama's mama, nigga. <laughs> if I go three deep on it, just leave. <laughs> just leave. Yeah, these, but the the real one is the the one where you on know everything I love on, nigga. It, on everything I love. If you hear that come from go home, hear you leave go immediately. Home. Get the fuck out the theater. <laughs> hey, and if they say it, if they're not loud, my nigga, if it's been loud for a second, then all of a sudden it's just on everything I love, nigga. <laughs> Just go home. Just just open up the refrigerator, take the sunny delight, and go home. Because nah, shit's going to get broke. The nigga's always loud as fuck. And he'd be like, so boom, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Everybody else talking loud as fuck. And one nigga in the middle who getting clowned on is getting madder and madder. And all of a sudden, <sighs> so on everything I love. <laughs> You say when another it, motherfucking thing, my nigga. I swear on my mama. I put that on everything I love, my nigga. I will air song, this motherfucker wasn't out. Wasn't a song called I Put That On Everything? Uh, yes. Um, uh, 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 Anthony Hamilton is singing on a Jeezy track called. Oh, put yeah, Jeezy, yeah. Oh, so she's like, yo. <laughs> 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 so... Boom. <laughs> Benjamin, I, if this nigga bring Miss S with him, I promise you sparks are about to fly, fam. And when I say sparks, I mean from the blicky, because I'm about to shoot this bitch. And Miss S comes in, and she, basically it's like, yo, I heard you looking for me. Sit your ass down, though. Your food is here. The woman who was at the, at the cantina is like, yo, 
Ain't going to be no stress in my cantina. Oh, by the way, didn't mean to put a knife in your utensil set. Give me that shit. Yeah, Just let me to be let safe. Me, give me, me the that. fucking fork. You can have the spoon, my nigga. <laughs> you eat with a spoon right now. Uh, let me get that knife real quick. My bad. You my ain't bad. John Wicking niggas up in here. <laughs> give me the spoon and the fork, my nigga. You can eat with your fingers. <laughs> right? I mean, we've seen her do it before. So right? <laughs> She's like, yo, the bartender's like, hey, these two, they're going to be cool. Go, go, go take a shower and wash off where you've been because you smell like all outdoors. <laughs> you smell like outside. <laughs> you smell like outside. You smell like puppy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, niggas smell like puppy chow. <laughs> hey, 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 why don't you just go ahead and get in the shower because you smell like playing. <laughs> you feel like you've been playing hard. That's what my grandma I, used to say. I used to tell I used to tell Pooh Bear when she was when she you know when you first get when you first start hitting like um your puberty or whatever like that like mm-hmm. little kids are like musty as fuck all the mm-hmm. time. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like why are you musty as fuck? And I used to say I used to say and I stopped saying this because she actually started using it. Uh, on her own, I used to tell I used to tell Pooper she smelled like an Arab store, and, <laughs> and she didn't know what that meant. But um, she, she said it to somebody at school <laughs> and got sent the fuck home. <laughs> she said it to somebody at school, and and my ex wife was like, um, <clears throat> "I need you to stop saying that." Hey, yo, I had a kid. Did I tell you about the three strike story? Brandon? Which which with Brian Hooks? No, not with Brian Hooks. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> so um I get a call from school and I'm at work. Nisha's at work. We told the kids, yo, if y'all get in a fight, here's the steps you take. We get a call. We're like, yo, so the first time a kid fucks you, you turn around and you tell them to stop it. That's strike one. Second time they fuck with you, you tell a teacher or an adult, the principal, whoever, that this kid is fucking with you. That's strike two. The third strike, three strikes, knock them niggas out. So I get a call from my eldest daughter's teacher, (coughs) from my eldest daughter's principal. I'm sorry. Uh, Hello, Mr. Jones. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, your daughter, uh, Shamari, uh, she's in the the office with me right now. Uh, She got in a fight. Oh, did she win? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, did she win? Well, um, the other kid has cuts and contusions on their forehead and 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 a bloody nose, and she has bruised knuckles. And I was like, oh, cool, so she won. Cool, what, why are you calling me? He was like, wait, what do you mean, why are you calling me? And I was like, because if you're calling me, that means that she's already come to you and told you she's having a problem with this kid. Oh, yeah, she did come and tell me that. Yeah, I know. And and did you tell her at that point that, uh, hold on. You told her at that point that boys will be boys and he's only teasing you because he likes you? Oh, she told you that, huh? Yeah, she told me and I took notes. I knew that this was going to come back up. So, um... What's gonna happen to my daughter for for take for standing up for herself? Oh well, she's suspended for a day. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me talk to her real quick. Hey, Shamari. Hey, Derek. You won, right? Yeah, I won. All right, cool. I'm gonna come pick you up. We're gonna go get Slurpees. That's the three strike method. Parents adopt that immediately. Questions? I gave that to Pooh Bear. I feel like that was only two strikes, not three. 
That's three. The first time they message you is strike one. You tell them, I don't like the way that you're talking to me. I don't like what you're doing. Could you please cut that out? The right. second time they mess with you, you go and tell a teacher, hey, this kid is picking on me. This kid is bothering me. I'm telling you so then you can intervene and do something. That way, when the principal called me, I can say, I know that my kids took these three steps and you did not intervene as they asked you to. Third strike is when they continue to fuck with you and you knock them the fuck out. Three strikes. It's three. That's three. And the principal was like, um, what'd you expect me to do? And I was like, I don't know, but she did what she had to do because you didn't do what you needed to do. Boom. We used to have podcast episodes, uh, Brandon, called Let Kenny Cook on single simulcast, where we would air teachers the fuck out because they didn't do right by the kids. Parents advocate for your kids all the time. Absolutely. But yeah, Shamari hit him off with the on everything I love and he didn't believe it. <laughs> you, you always, always believe it. Always. Hey, on everything. Hey, that's on my mama's mama's mama, fam. That's what you going to do? And if they do it while they standing up and they moving their shirt around, nigga. <laughs> hey. There's, Anybody there's, from 8 to 80. <laughs> There's only one more person that's more dangerous in this situation. There's one more person that's more dangerous. It's the person that's crying. No. That that person is dangerous, but like that their emotions may betray them. It depends on the situation. It depends on who that is. Like the, the crying, yes, that, that works for some people, um, but it don't work for all. But the person, the person that is the worst is the one who says, I don't want to fight you, but doesn't back away. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that motherfucker, you don't want no problems with him, big fella. Like, <laughs> you, the one the one that says, I don't want to fight you, it or, doesn't leave. He doesn't or, leave. Or they don't even say, I don't want to fight you. They just close their eyes. Like, they look within themselves, and they say something like, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned it to Anthony Hamlin. I tried to be good. <laughs> Yo, oh, I'm trying so fucking hard right now. Look, just get out. Just, hey, I'm trying. Just back up. Just back up. That, that's the only person that's worse. Right. Then on everything I love is the one that says, I don't I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to do but this. Does, I'm not in the mood. But, does, but doesn't leave. But doesn't leave. <laughs> I'm not in the mood, but the mood can change, my nigga. <laughs> right. It can turn into a celebration real quick. These hands are E for everyone. Or as my daughter says, anybody can get it from 8 to 80. Wait, what you mean from 8 to 80? Ages 8 to 80 can catch these hands like, oh, that's abuse on two different levels. Well, if they want it, they can get it. And I was like, you know what? I understand that. I'd bail you out. So Allison is practicing her speech for the trustee uh, candidacy as Donnie, a.k.a. Donald, a.k.a. (laughs) I forgot his last name, but he gets Mr. Chubbs. 
Mr. Chubbs. Uh, Donnie's giving her a monthly dyad checkup, um, including if her menstrual cycle is thick or not, heavy or not. Uh, the two then set off to meet Allison's mother, Connie, Connie and Donnie, uh, to finalize their acquisition of her shop, Bubbles. Um, and Allison and Donnie come in, and Miss Hendricks Connie has Marcy Coates for uh, school trustee up on her wall. This nigga's a troll. Like the troll list of trolls. Like straight up. Um, like hey, you know you could have done better than him, right? <laughs> like she talking to her, like hey, drop that hero. I'm telling you to get. She talks to she talks about she talks about Donnie like he's not right there. Right? <laughs> oh, you're still with him. Um she feels she seemed like the type of nigga who would be like, I see you're still with him. Him said that you shouldn't be in here. Him, him had said. Hmm? Him had said. Him had said that you wasn't gonna come around no more. But Allison's trying to be nice. She's like, look, I'm so excited. Uh, here's the here's the paperwork for the story. You can go ahead and sign it. And Connie is like, I don't trust lawyers. They make mistakes like you did when you married Mr. Chubb. So I'm going to go ahead and look this over on my own. Y'all can leave. And we also learned that he, he took her last name. Yeah. And she's like, you're a bitch for that. And Allison's like, you said he should take my last name. Yeah, I was testing him. He a bitch for that. Right. <laughs> You told him, he was like, yeah, 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 but about that. He wasn't yeah. supposed to actually do it. Yeah. yeah he wasn't um, supposed to do it. I, but, you I know, know Donnie, Donnie was never going to get somebody like Allison. I mean, he but at the way same above time, his average. is it progressive for him to take her last name? Like, yo, it's nothing to me. It's just a name. I think that's pretty progressive of him. But at the same I'm, time, I know a guy who took his wife's last name. And before I was a better person, we made fun of him for days. I mean, I feel he's, like it's he's a fat dude whose last name is Chubbs. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm going to take the other name, too. That is true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as evolved yet. I feel like my level of pro- pro- progressive is they don't take your name. Yeah, they just keep their own last name. Yeah, they just keep their own name. I don't, I don't know if I'm evolved enough to consider the other way around. I can um, admit that. Let me see. Derek Neal. Yeah, no. I'm not that progressive yet. I can't. I can't. I'm trying to be a good person. I'm not there yet. Yeah, no. no. I don't I don't want to know who Michael Davis would have been. Ooh. Sound like a, a backup bass guitar player. <laughs> 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 like like the nigga from nigga from the roots that wear the hoodie all the time. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> Sound like you I did like, tell hey. my wife she didn't have to take my name. She chose to. Well, she did a hyphen, but I didn't. I was, I was I about to say, her, I didn't need her to do anything. Yo, Michael Davis feels like he'd be like man, like the dude from uh, was that such the entertainer who was doing the um. Oh, here's my part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds Michael Davis sounds like a the Anthony Hamilton backup singer. 
Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he like he he had he had a little career of his own, but it never popped. Um, you know what I mean? He he's the type of dude that like when he does a show, he likes small intimate club settings where he could take his shoes off and like some incense. And bring you know it down I mean? for a second. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I bring it down for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he's>... Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, <sighs> yeah, no. Still got a shag like Jerome from fucking <laughs> Snowfall and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah, Michael Davis still had a jury curl, right? Oh, I, shit. I, I had one as a kid, so like I know what I look like with one of those. So Shay uh, and Kasima are are spending some time in you know in bed when someone knocks on Shay's door and it's Delphine, which is good. Because this Shay a- was literally playing the wheels on the bus on Kasima's leg. Nah, duh. But like, she was about is- to go downtown, though. There was a violation of violations, bro. Yeah. Like, you don't show up to my chick my house. My girlfriend's house. You don't like, show hey, up. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all, y'all decent? Mm-mm. Hey, where your little Kasima friend at? I need to talk to you about some real shit. Does Kasima forget that she asked Delphine to do all this shit? I think it's a power think of convenience did. for the show. Yeah, I think so because, like, because what, the way that Kasima is acting is as if she didn't say you need to care about all of us. Yeah, and you need to you need to care about all of us the way that you say that you care about me. And that's the annoying part of these shows and also movies where they have to have a forced, uh, like some sort of forced drama. Conflict, conflict. Yeah. And that feels like that's what this is. Like, this could all be taken care of by Delphine being like, nigga, you're the one who told me to do this, remember? Exactly. Yeah, I was just a little confused by her reaction. Like, yeah. why are you, Why don't you want to give her pee? Like, what do you think she's up to? Yeah, her... She's her, doing her, what you asked her to do. <laughs> the way that she's acted for these last two episodes is, like... Backwards I, as fuck. I, I don't understand. And like, and I get it. Like, there's a, also the part of it where they they kept the Kira thing away from her, you know, like that type of stuff. Okay, I get it a little bit, but like this is after the Kira stuff that you told her this. Did I tell y'all that my uh, rock band name was gonna be Elemental P? Or was it gonna be Elemental P? One of the things it was gonna be P. Anyhow, my um my rock bands on the like the video games like Rock Band and Guitar Hero um are just called Shepherd. I approve of that name. <laughs> <laughs> so you have um, to say it like that too. You can't you can't you can't say the Shepherd like no 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 Shepherd like you have to say that you have to say man that. that's still my nigga Rex is my dude Rex is my dude but he's still not number one. I I go back and forth with blue on this all the time. Well, yeah, Garris, no, Garris, Garris is, is a Garris is always, and honestly, it's Garris, and then it's Rex, and then it might be the fucking Doctor Morton. Like Morton is my no. nigga. I don't, Rex nah. is a dog, and then nigga. Jacks, um, and then Jack. No, no, sir. And then I, Thane. No, no, no. no, it's it's. It's and then Garris. Jacob is Garris. No, Jacob is dead last. Everyone hates. Yeah, Jacob. because I mean, but Jacob's black. I'm rooting for everyone black. So. <laughs> we, we we don't fuck with space Kanye. Like space Kanye he does is, look just like Kanye. Uh, he's in. Uh, he's he's barely better than James when it comes to all of the 
Like James is the absolute worst and the most useless. Um, and I think James James is more useless than Caden. With and that's oh, saying a lot. that nigga. Caden barely survives the first game for me. The only yeah. time Caden survives the first game is if I'm if I'm playing a woman. Yeah, no, I'm taking Ashley every single time. Yeah, he survived one time. He survived one time. Uh, in, Just in, see what happened playing. next. Yeah, um, in in three, he comes on to you real strong. If you're a dude, if you're a dude, uh, he comes on to you real strong. And I, oh. was, I was very uncomfortable about that. Mm. Yeah. I would have thought he would have came on to you if you were a woman and like, I feel like, ugh, anyhow. I mean, he does. Um, he does. It, I mean, whoever whoever it is does come on to you like after the fact. But I, I've never I've never had a woman play through where Ashley survives. So I don't know if she does, but I know that he does. If you're a man in three, he actually sits you down and like really has a real kind of heart to heart and just like, hey, I'm trying to. I'm Let trying me to break it I'm down to do for some, you for a second. I'm trying to do some things. Yeah. Let me break it down for you for a second. <laughs> All right, back on the show. So um, Delphine wants a urine sample from her. And she's like, I'm not pissing. That pissing me off. Like she could have literally walked into the bathroom and took a piss. She was like, now. And Shay goes and gets in and runs water. So she's not being a uh, in between this situation. Um, Kasima asked Scott, she calls Scott at work uh, to cover for her. And Scott's like, get the fuck to work. Like what? But he like he he like yo. We need that pee, dog. We need like, that piss, fam. Get the fuck to work. We and need to make sure you do it. And like you know, you seem to be slipping. You coughing a little bit here and there. Kasima's like, like to- yeah, whatever. I'll be there. Uh, I'm gonna bring it in. Hey, what I need you to do is see if Rachel can indeed decode the book. So they need this piss to see if she's all, all good. And she goes to Rachel, or not Rachel. She goes to Allison, and she's like, Allison, I need your piss. Like why? Because you don't want people to know that you're really sick. Like Allison is the one that's clean at this point. Yeah, but still, let's talk. Let's talk honestly. Like, there's a lot of y'all motherfuckers out there in the world who are killing yourselves because y'all go to the doctor and lie to that motherfucker about what's really going on with you. Like, they don't need to know the truth. Like, I can understand you lying to the pastor about what you're really sick about. I can understand you lying to your boss about it. Why the fuck would you lie to your doctor? They don't trust them. Then why the fuck are they your doctor? Look, if they, you don't trust your doctor, get a new doctor. They don't. They don't trust doctors. Period. Uh, you know what? If I don't trust doctors, what I'm gonna do is I'm going hire. I'm gonna get a doctor that I know I'm gonna trust. Whether it's gonna be somebody who's black, um, Sebi. Huh? You gonna trust Doctor Sebi? No, fuck that nigga. You, you know what I don't trust? You know which doctors I don't trust? The only doctors that I won't trust out the gate, there's two doctors. The The ones ones who tell me, huh? The ones that tell you that they can cure cancer or HIV? No. The ones (laughs) who tell me that all of my problems would disappear if I lost a little weight. Those are the first ones that I don't trust. Mm Because you're not actually putting in work. You're just telling me that if I lose weight, all of my issues will be gone. And we all know that's bullshit. The it other doctors I don't trust, are. huh? It depends what your issues are. No, not always. Some issues are caused by being well overweight. 
Yeah, but when you're like, I'm an insomniac, and they're like, that'll go away if you <laughs> if you stop being overweight. <laughs> like, there's certain things where you know they're just falling back on shit. Like, they can't prove it. They're just like, if you lost weight, you'd be able to, uh, it, it wouldn't hurt when you peed if you lost weight. <laughs> like, okay. And then the second ones are the doctors who make you wait for like 45 minutes before they show up. Like, they're 45 minutes late, but if you're five minutes late, they want to charge you for shit. I don't trust them either. Yep, fuck them. The one time that I had a doctor who that that was that bad, I stuck my head out the door and I was like, I'm going to shit on this computer desk if a doctor doesn't come in here and help me right now. And that was after I sat in there for an hour and 15 minutes waiting for them to come in after I sat in the front for 15 minutes. Yep. I will shit on your computer desk. Right on the keyboard, right on the space bar. <laughs> So then every time you touch a space bar, you're touching my poo. So, yeah, Donnie I, and Allison, I, would, I would go full on uh, Drop Dead Fred on that room. So, Donnie and Allison meet with Jason in a high school parking lot. And Jason, like, we had a lot of memories in this high school. And Donnie grabs an envelope that's filled with uh, $30,000 and jumps into Jason's truck. He grabs it hella quick because he's trying to end this conversation between the two of them. He can see the sparks flying, and he's jealous. He's jelly. So they go to meet up with Pouchy, the drug supplier, who previously cut off Vic's fingers. Alice is not helping with his jealousness. How is she supposed to help? You can't help somebody else with their jealousy, nigga. That's something I've learned through uh, just being a man and being in a relationship with my wife. She could tell me all sorts of stuff to try and reassure me that her jealous that my jealousy is unfounded. But until I actually just get the fuck over myself, there's you nothing said, she can, can say or do. You said that at the precise moment she walks in the door. Yeah, she, you acting like Allison. You acting like Allison, not fucking flirting back right in front of Donnie. She's not. She's literally like my husband's out there. No, she's, she's told not. him no, she's she, not when they were in the car together. When they initially started, when they initially went into business together, Jason was trying to mack on her, and she's like, "Yeah, my husband's out there." And she tells him, "Let's keep this business like." And she's smiling. And, oh, smiling oh, at somebody yeah. is flirting. The way she's smiling, yeah, just like you said, the way you say "black" is a pejorative. The way you smile at someone is flirting. The way you smile at somebody is this is something new from you, Brandon. Please continue. Are you are you trying to say all smiles are the same? All smiles matter. All smiles are not the same, and you know that. <laughs> all I'm and saying is this. That. All I'm saying is this. Fam, as somebody whose lovely wife travels frequently, are you jealous? No. Why would I, why would I care about traveling? So, why not? There's nothing inherently wrong with traveling. No, what I'm saying is there's nothing inherently wrong with what Allison's doing either. And I feel like she's had times in every single episode where she is, she sees that Jason is trying to mack on her, like, continuously. Jason's whole thing is, I saw your whack-ass husband. But she keeps pushing him away. Okay, we'll see what happens. Oh, we know what happens in this episode, but it seems at this juncture that she's, while she sees what he's trying to do, she's pushing him away, not encouraging it. 
it to me, it seemed like she was welcoming it. She even went to Donnie's like, are you jealous? Are you jealous? Remember that? That was last episode. Yeah, but I feel I don't feel like that was a teasing. Are you jealous? It was a serious. Are you jealous? Like, is there a problem here? Do we have a problem? Because if so, I could cut you out of this and just keep going. I feel like that was where that would have gone. Like, this is going to be my business partner with or without you. But I feel you. I just, like, I know my own experiences where I just need to get past myself and realize that nothing is happening other than what's going on in my head. Mm, the one, the the two times that I thought something might be happening, it turns out it was. So, yeah, but you're, <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest, you're, you're, they, they weren't the sneakiest. No, they weren't. They weren't. Like, they weren't really, real. they weren't really great at this. They were, yeah, no. no, this is some level one shit that they were doing. Like, oh, so, I, so, especially the first one. That was the first one was awful. The first one was on some, it, that shit could have been. Fixed by just following the rules of Black Panther. Delete that footage. Yep. <laughs> just delete the text messages, fam. Like rule number one: if you're going, if you're, if you're gonna go with the TLC creep, do not leave your account open and do not leave the messages sitting there. And don't do it with somebody we all fucking know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you. I'm glad y'all are friends because me and her, she will never be a supporter of the show. Um, so they run off to meet with Pouchy, and uh, Allison heads inside to the actual campaign uh, meet and greet, um, where Felix, her campaign manager, has been working to set up her campaign booth, and. Marcy comes through talking cash shit. Like, yo, why your shit look like a bubblegum factory? Yo, what is this? And Felix unloads on her and calls her like some sort of a bitch. Yeah, I, I just, the, the, the more that I see Marcy Coates, the more that I feel like Rita deserved that shit. <laughs> In the hand Marcy made. Coates is Candace Oates. Uh, Marcy Coates, I know y'all haven't seen Yellow Jackets, but she reminds me of the black lady in Yellow Jackets. Like, I really want to check and see if that's her because it looks like her. I'm not saying they all look just alike. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I'm saying. I just realized that. I just realized that unless I'm right because it does. They do look just the fuck alike. And I mean, she did. She aged wonderfully if that is her. But I'm oh, okay. shit. This is a Stranger Things pop-up shot here. Oh, that's dope. I'm sorry. It just popped up on my screen. They've got, like, the arcade from the show, and they got, like, old, like, it's a whole bunch of shit in there. They got, like, the sets from the show. Okay, so she wasn't in Yellow Jackets, but, yeah, she's Handmaid's Tale, which I never watched because that's just about them taking the struggle of black women and making it about white people. Okay. Is that what that show's about? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, slaves the, being forced to the, do. The show is a um, uh, a far right conservatives' wet dream of what this country could be. Yeah, white women and women in general being completely subservient to men. Oh, you mean like history? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, this is worse. This yeah. is worse. This is, is it worse. though? This is worse. Is it though? For 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 black women, like this happened. I mean, we have a concubine. Women. It happened to all the women. Of <laughs> uh, the handmaid is just weird. Like weird. you know, shit's shit's fucked up, and um, women are not fertile. So basically, if you are not married in and you are uh and you're you're fertile you get basically rounded up and become a slave and they bring you into these people's houses that are basically government officials and there is a monthly sanctioned rape where the where the 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 government employee uh uh, uh, speaks, but reads from the Bible a little bit, and then he gets to have sex with you while his infertile wife has to hold you and like hold your hands while he rapes you. Basically, this is on TV. It's a it's a Hulu show, but yes. Wow. Yeah, it's real. Like it's a it's like a caste system, um, where like you know, depending on what level of this you're on, you 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 can only wear like certain colors, and like all kinds of like weird shit. Like it just fucking bonkers. And like people like fucking like I remember like a couple of years ago, like the Kardashians like threw a party and it was a Handmaid's Tale themed party. It was like because they missed the, the point. Fuck? Yes, they very much missed the point. Like look, yeah, so. Um, today's the day of the big speech and photo ops with the community and so Allison's ready but she gets a text from Kasima. Kasima's like I need you to piss in the bottle for me which if I've heard that once I've heard it a thousand times fam yeah I've heard it before heard what? but it never actually made it there I need you to piss in this bottle for me I never had anybody ask me that really not even in high school no. Oh. Okay. Never. Didn't didn't that shit happen? And I don't know whether it was a TV show or whether it was like nigga. That was article. cocaine cougars. No. Uh. It. Uh. A, a news article happened where somebody pissed with someone. And it was just like um. You know, it was a dude who got his lady to piss for him. It was like, and they were uh, like, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. <laughs> like, congratulations, you're pregnant. I was like, what the fuck. It's like but that's yeah. how that's how we know that, that was this a wasn't TV your show I th- I, and I, an urban legend. I think it happened on a TV show or something like that at some point. But back could, in the day, yeah, niggas who oh man, I need to I I, I smoked weed. Um, I need to get this job, like the first job or whatever. Hey, pissing this pissing this cup for me. On Seinfeld, Elaine's boss thought she was on opium because she was eating poppy seed. Poppy seed. I remember that episode. Stop. And then she went and got Jerry's mom to piss for her, piss for her. And they were like, yeah, you have like multiple sclerosis or some, some, some disease for like an older woman. And they're like, oh, also you're like, in, also you're in menopause. And she's like, she's like 30. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Because she got Jerry's mom to piss for her. The best thing about Seinfeld to me was the fact that because it never had a plot Every day was something different. If I just stumbled over it when it was syndicated, I could enjoy that episode. Seinfeld's the GOAT TV show. No, it's Never watched my Seinfeld. I, I've only seen like four episodes. Maybe. It's the GOAT TV show. 
You keep saying that's that, why it makes the most money. I don't think it means what you think it means. That's like saying friends is better thought, than living I thought that single. Was, I thought that's I thought that's friends friends and Big Bang at this point. Oh God, both of those are horrible. I tried friends to watch Big Bang Theory, no, and I was like, "Man, what the fuck is this shit? Why do people like this?" I understand it. I've never watched. White I've never watched. Sin- I've, I've never watched Friends at all. Like to white people, I-, I get why people like Friends, but Seinfeld is not like that. <laughs> and then, and then David Schwimmer said, "Like we should come out. With these, y'all should do a Friends with minorities." And it's like, "Yeah, it's called Living Single." It's called Living Single, motherfucker. <laughs> Where y'all got the idea from? Like, what the fuck? So, um, Felix gets a call on Alice's phone, and he answers it, and it's Connie saying, I'm having a heart attack. I'm going to meet you, Elizabeth. And Felix races off to get Allison, and he's like, oh, my God, Allison, your mom's having a heart attack. And she's like, again? Oh, if if he's going to die and meet Elizabeth, that means he's going to die after Beth? After Beth. After Beth. Oh, man. This one is called After Beth. (laughs) May 21st. What happened May 21st? Is that when you quit the show? Don't say you're quitting the show. You can't go nowhere. No, I'm not quitting the show. Unless you make me watch another bad show like Oz. Then I'm quitting. I didn't know it was bad. I never made it past season four. You know it was bad. It was bad before season four. No, season four was a good one. <laughs> nah, but I think we learned from the previous shows that hindsight is a motherfucker. Yes, very much nah, so. But halfway through season season four, was that the super season where it was like 20 episodes or something like that? 16 episodes? This show is great. I have no yes. complaints. Because it's, a new, because it's a newer show than those. <laughs> Somebody got a little bit better at doing these. So, <laughs> yeah, so Allison races off to check on her mom, who she knows is fine, but still, you know, whatever. And um, before she leaves, Allison gives Felix an envelope filled with what's supposed to be signatures. And she's like, be sure to turn these in. Why the fuck? My, here's my thing. The whole crux of this, this, this episode is the fact that she had two of those envelopes that looked exactly the fucking same. Mark one. one has one has money in it, one has signatures. Why the fuck do both of these envelopes look exactly the fucking same? Because you can get envelopes that all look the same, but why not just mark one? But they both had the same clip on it and everything. Just mark one. End the story. Yeah. Trouble solved. Mark one. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have an episode. Exactly. And again, that's one of those things where they're like, we got to generate situations. Mark one. Situation. Elsewhere, Donnie and Jason meet up with Pouchy and, and Pouchy is talking in Portuguese and Donnie's like, I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And then Pouchy's niece steps up and starts talking in English and Donnie's like, oh. No, remember, he speaks a little bit. Yeah, he starts speaking it all for her. He, just, like, he, speak, he speaks a little bit, and then he, and then Pouchy starts talking, and he's just like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't get that deep into it. How do you say risk it all in Portuguese? Cause... Right. Yeah, Donnie was looking at old girl the way that uh, W looks at um, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Obama. <laughs> that, nigga, that nigga looked at old girl 
the way music soul child looked at the girl and just friends. I ain't trying to pressure you. <laughs> just can't stop thinking about you. You ain't even got to be my girlfriend. Which, by the way, let's never forget the fact that music soul child smoothly put out a song called Miss Philadelphia where he met a girl at the club and they sat down and she told him about how she had a dog and a goldfish. And at the end of the night, he was like, I wonder if it's too soon to ask you to stay tonight with me. I've been listening to you this whole time buying drinks and stuff. Can you come to my house now? That's that's fuck boy shit. I mean, it's a hell Mary fuck boy shit, but still music did it. And all these women were like, I'll go home with your short ass. Music soul child is a weird dude. And short. He's like five foot four. But ain't like DMX like really short too? <laughs> I don't know if DMX is really short, but I mean. No, because Cat, Cat Williams said like, you know, you see him on TV and you think he's a motherfucking giant and he's the same height as me. Like, <laughs> and we yeah. know Cat Williams is not very big. Yeah, no, nah, I'd, I'd have to go see Belly again. Like they do always have him in scenes where he's sitting down with niggas. He never sta- he's, or he's standing over people, not standing with people. He's listed as 5'11", but that seems... That seems mm-hmm. a little too tall. That's it's, Allen it's just... Iverson, five eleven. He really like five foot seven. Right. You see, he is five three. <laughs> Music is short, short, short. Nas is five eight. Fuck that nigga. So, uh, Pouchy and his niece collect their supplies, and they're uh, Jason and Donnie are about to leave when Pouchy's niece discovers that you know there's campaign signatures in there instead of the money. And Donnie's like, you know what? We made a mistake. My wife is doing a campaign today, and it's no big deal, right? <laughs> I'm just going to drive over and get it. And they're like, nah, you stay. Jason, you go. If you're not back in 30 minutes, we're going to chop this nigga's motherfucking nose off. Which, by the way, is top-notch terrorist act. Because I would have never thought, with one, one of those paper chopping boards, I would have thought fingers, definitely. That's what happened with Vic. But they've upgraded. Because who the fuck says I'm going to chop your nose off? And then turns his head sideways and pushes it up to the chopping board. Like, I'm going to take your nostrils. That's like saying, hey, if you don't get back here soon, I'm going to cut your ear off and use that same cutting board. Like, those are items you don't think about getting chopped off very often. Yeah, except for reservoir dogs. Right? <laughs> Stuck in the res- middle with you, yo, a reservoir dog. He cut that dude ear off and then pulled it up to his. He said, you "Hello, hello." <laughs> he said that shit into the ear. He just cut off. Like what the fuck, that dude Miss was insane. Miss S tries to apologize to Helena for betraying her, but Helena's like, "Yo, I'm not interested in that. Put your motherfucking dukes up, my nigga. Like, what are we doing? We ain't walking in a circle for no reason out here. What exactly are we doing right now? Miss S like, I'm not fighting you because you're pregnant. And Helena's like, cool, I'm fighting you because you're not. Five knuckles to the face. Yep. Miss S is like, I'm not going to fight you. Cool, that means I get two free shots. Five more knuckles makes ten. And Miss S is like, you know what? I'm not going for this shit. And punches her. And she's like, I forgot you were pregnant that quick. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> she was like, I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to fight you. You pregnant. And then it was just like, ain't going to be too many boys. 
Ain't gonna be no, ain't gonna be too many more of these quick little soft ass jabs. You punch like a bitch. All right, no, watch she, this. No she, no, she was leaking. Like she, she was leaking. Her her eye was fucked up, and her nose was, and she was leaking. Like she gave she like she 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 gave her that jab, but her was but, but Miss S was leaking. But the funny thing about it is, when Miss S gave it back, and she saw the look in Helena's face, she was like, "Tie her up, tie it up, tie it up." Yeah, she, she knew. She turned into a boxer at that point. She hugged the fuck out of her to keep her hands. Miss S punched Helena in the face, and Helena's face was like, "Oh, nigga, <laughs> you done fucked up now." Helena's face was like, "Hey, let's squash this. Let's squash this. Let's bet we we for real this time. Bet." Miss S is like, hey, 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 let's talk about this. Can we talk? Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. Hug it out. Hug it out. Your family now. Your family. We family fights. Family fights. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. This was such a touching moment. It was a touching moment for sure. They touched each other's face. Like, yo. That shit was one of the most intense fighting scenes I've seen in a TV show. Like, those punches look like they were snap jabs. Like, clack, clack. Clack, clack. Bell got Mexican pizza again. I heard. The fuck? Yeah, they got rid of it for a while. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I know they are, but I know they did. But sometimes you bring up stuff that just has me like, are you fully engaged in this show, Carl? Yeah, I can multitask. But yeah, they do. But you got to go on the app to get it. Why? Because how else are they going? How else are they going to get people to get their app? It's business. Uh, I mean, if I walked up in the store and be like, "Hey, I want the Mexican pizza," I bet you they give it to me. But at the same time, it's business. Also, I'm sure I can make a better Mexican pizza than they can. One hundred percent certain. Pretty sure you can. Right? I should sell that shit. So, Allison goes back to Bubbles to deal you with her should, mother. Who should like, have sold it before they brought the shit back. Yeah, probably. But she goes back to her mother who's like, you know what? It passed. I'm all good now. But her mom gets to the point. She's like, uh, I, I was having a panic attack because I, I, don't, I don't fuck with you. I want to sell you this shit. I'm not selling my store to you and Mr. Chubbs. Right. The fuck I look like your friend. <laughs> right. I just she that shit just so stupid. Like right. And Allison's like, but we set up the business plan and we laid it all out for you. And she's like, but he took your last name. <laughs> Let me tell you about me and your daddy and why I hated his ass. I know I told you I hated his ass, but let me remind you. My life got better when I left his punk ass. How do you think your life's going to be? What's your life like? Mine's is real. Everything's signed and sealed. And then a song, too. Which I yes. Like. Yeah, from Beanie. Beanie Siegel. So Did she say, does she say she got a different daddy than her real daddy? A Jewish swimmer or some shit? No, she said no, no, that no. she went she and went, got she, in vitro. Yeah, she got she got in vitro, and she asked for a different person that she then she received a blonde Jewish swimmer, and that's why she's so disappointed in Allison because she didn't get nothing. Hey, hey, I asked for I asked for pickles and onions on this, and y'all gave me a chicken sandwich. The fuck is this burger? 
Hey, 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 can I talk to somebody? Hey, I asked for garlic parmesan chicken wings and you gave me macaroni and cheese. It's kind of like that's where Alice's mom is. It's kind of like that doctor a few years ago who was the the in vitro doctor that was just impregnating everybody. Just with everybody his shit, with his own shit. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't doing none of what he was supposed to be doing. He he impregnated everybody with his own shit. And the folks were like, "Hey, we just thought that we were getting you know." He said that this is a Harvard suit and then this was that, and it turned out it was just this nigga in the back jacking off every day. One hundred percent. Wow. So Allison's mom tells Allison, I can't sell you the store because I don't want Donnie to be the co-owner. That's the whole reason. That's really it. I just don't fucking like your husband. Look at him. He took your last name. And Allison gets mad and tells Connie that nobody's good enough for her. Not Donnie, not Allison's mom, not Allison's dad, and certainly not Allison. And Allison storms off after getting text, 911 text from Felix. Um, telling her to get the fuck back to the high school. Meanwhile, in a, of course, this is going to happen scene. Kasima goes through the back door of the high school and Sarah, um, Sarah Stubbs is at the high school. She says hi to, uh, Allison and, and Felix when they first come in and everything. Um, and Kasima comes through the back door of the high school and she, of course, puts her braids or her, her locks into a way where nobody can see them. She puts them into like a hat or something like that. And she's walking through the back of the high school looking for the bathroom so then she can go hide. So then Allison can pee for her. So of course she gets seen by Sarah Stubbs. Who's like, hey, come on. It's time. It's time for the pictures. And Felix uh, finds Kasima and Sarah Stubbs together. And so to salvage Allison's campaign, he makes Kasima dress up like Allison, which is really just cutting some bangs off a wig and putting them in his uh, putting her on, putting them on her forehead while saying, I need to make you look like a woman who's in a sexless, <laughs> a sexless marriage. This thing, I told you, this thing is the MVP of every episode he's in. I got to give you the bangs of someone who's in a sexless marriage. Like, oh my God. Oh, man. Actually, I told you first that he was the MVP. Um, but in exchange for the photo op, she's going to get the urine sample. And Delphine brings Rachel into the lab for protein testing. And Rachel finds her pictures on a table there. And Scott notices Rachel staring and gives her a glimpse of Duncan's book, The Island of Dr. Moreau. And Rachel then mentions how she wants Scott to teach her how to play his medieval farming game, Agricola. She's very bored, and Scott agrees to teach her because Scott don't know. Allison races back to the high school for the photo ops, only to find that Kasima is impersonating her. And Jason also arrives there, explaining to Allison that their situation with Pouchy is uh, pretty dire. So Allison spots her em- her envelope sitting on the front table where their the signatures are supposed to be dropped off. And she tells Jason to wait outside while she switches the envelopes and calls Felix over to help her. But to complicate the matters, Allison also notices that Connie followed her into the school. So Allison drags Connie into a classroom and demands to know why her mom is there. And that's when Connie tells her that she was right when she said her father wasn't good enough for her. Connie explained that since Allison was conceived in vitro, her mother paid the clinic for an upgrade for the male sample because she didn't think... Allison's dad was good enough. That is literally fuck the fuck up. 
that is some upper level, I can't even think of writing that shit type bullshit. Hey, let me pay you an extra thirty dollars to give me someone's sperm other than my husband. Don't ask questions. Right. I mean, look at him. Look at it. <sighs> she claims that she seemed only seems disappointed in Allison's life choices because she tried to provide her with every opportunity. And Allison's like, "Fuck you, mom," and runs off. Uh, Allison's walking down the hallway when Jason runs up to her inquiring about the money and she tells Jason keep my mom away from the mixer and I'm gonna go switch the envelopes Cosima finishes the photo op and Felix there's a lot going on here in this like 15 like 10 minutes 10-15 minutes in, in 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 the context of the show and it gives you a great opportunity to see Tatiana acting as different folks as they're as you know, her her thing, acting as a clone, acting as a clone, acting as a clone. But, but Cosima did not do a very good Allison at No, all. not at all. She did not want to be there. And did, did anybody ever figure out why Cosima is the only one that wears glasses and she can't fucking see at all without her glasses? Like, she's the only one that wears glasses. Well, I figured you had a theory behind that. No, I'm just saying, like, no, we've never had this discussion. I'm not saying that I'm that I want to have the, this discussion, but like, what happened to her where her eyes are fucked up? Because everybody else's eyes are fine. Every other clone does not wear glasses. No other clone wears glasses that we've seen. Yeah, but not every other clone has a mullet either. None of them have a mullet. Mm. What was the dude's name? Tony. Tony. Mark. Tony. Tony the trans clone. Tony had a mohawk. He had a mullet. Straight up a yeah. mullet. It was a long, unkempt mullet, but it was a mullet. Mm hmm. So, um, Felix finds Allison after hiding uh, Kasima in the in in the bathroom. Um, Allison finally confesses to Felix about the switching envelopes and her pill business to stop him from leaving. Uh, back at Pouchy's lair, Donnie's trying to make small talk. Like, why, Donnie? Just shut the fuck up. Yep. But when he won't, it irritates Pouchy. And that's when Pouchy's niece decides to go to the high school herself and collect the cash. And that's when Donnie's nose gets put to the grindstone. At the school, Allison successfully switched the envelopes, even though uh, Marcy is like, hey, hey, what you doing right there? Look like you cheating. You cheating? You cheating. And Allison's like, I ain't cheating, nigga. Shut the fuck up. And switches out the envelopes. Um, meanwhile, Jason is distracting Alice's mother to the point where it looked like Connie going to shoot her shot. Yep. And then like, okay, so it's, it's safe to say that they haven't been in school in a very long time. And I get it is a little throwback area, but why are there pictures of them still in the fucking school? And why are there pictures of him in a fucking looking just grunge as fuck? And her mom is like, you were always such a catch. Maybe she's into grunge. 
I feel like she is. So that makes me wonder what she was actually looking for with that uh when she got the sperm uh donor sp- sperm donation. Like what was she looking for because she looking at Jason like he a real ass dude and he's short. And not only that, he looked like a druggie back when he was in high school standing next to her cheerleader uh daughter and she was like I will risk everything for you right now, Jason. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Jason successfully uh, convinces Connie to sell bubbles to Allison and Donnie because he's like, hey, Donnie ain't going to do shit. You know, Donnie don't run nothing. He don't wear the pants in that family. Look at him. He's her whack ass husband. I'm going to be there soon. Give the business to us. Trust her and trust me that I'm going to fuck her and then I'm going to take the business and it's going to be all of us. Right. And she's she's like, oh, oh, Jason, you've always been such a charmer. Ah, fat phobic motherfucker. And Allison gets a call from Donnie telling her to get the money to Pouchy's niece in the parking lot. And Donnie starts screaming over the phone. So Allison has no choice but to meet her when she should be giving her speech. But with the speeches having started, uh, Kasima has to pretend to be Allison again. So she improvises poorly, uh, telling them that she's a lesbian. Supporter. Supporter. Like, that was a big pause between lesbian and supporter. As a lesbian, supporter, LGBTQ+. But... Uh, Allison comes back out, and actually, before they even got to how fucking speech, blind is Kasima? She can't even walk up steps by her fucking self without her glasses on. That's what I'm saying. Like she is completely blind without her glasses, but she's the only clone that needs glasses. I love this whole little thing about folks not being able to see shit without their glasses on TV shows. Like Nisha can see without her glasses. I mean, I tease her about it, but if she takes her glasses off, it isn't like all of a sudden she can't take two steps forward. So it's like, y'all take the glass off of her, you take the glass off fucking Velma from Scooby-Doo, and all of a sudden, they're a fucking liability crawling around the floor and shit. <laughs> take, Vel- take Velma glasses off, and all of a sudden, jinkies, nigga, like, what the fuck? Right? And there's other people, too, who are like, they lose their glasses, and all of a sudden, they crawling on the floor searching for contact lenses and shit. Like, everybody ain't that blind. There's levels to this. And yes, it makes no sense that she's blind at all. P.O.P. hold it down. She legally blind, my nigga. Like, I don't think she know what Delphine really looked like without her glasses on. Right. <sighs> That's why she probably take her glasses off and fuck with uh, Shay, because from a distance, Shay probably looked like Delphine. If you squint, they look just alike. But, uh, yeah, earlier on the show, Marcy was like, hey, good luck on your speech. She basically did the same thing to Allison that Scottie Pippen did to fucking Carl Malone. When he was at the free throw line and Scottie Pippen walked over to him and was like, the mailman don't deliver on Sundays. And Carl Malone missed both his free throws. Oh, the same thing happened to, um, to uh, what's his name? Agent Zero. Um, 
Uh, Gilbert Arenas? Yes. Uh, LeBron did that shit to him in a game. LeBron spoke to him and be like, it's all right, and tapped him on the shoulder, and it fucked his life all the way up. He missed both of the fucking free throws, and they lost the game. Yeah, but that's not nearly he as had, cool as he had, No, like, like Gilbert Arenas had to go get trained by a motherfucker who trains Navy SEALs of how to keep their mind straight in stressful situations after that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel that, but it's still not as good of a knockout line as, you know, he he's didn't, literally he didn't, the nickname is the mailman. So one yeah. is more memorable than the other. It's all I'm saying. But, um... Yeah, she was like, hey, I hope you got better because in high school, you used to stutter a lot, my nigga. Damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, homie. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> Good luck. And so Allison steps up there and um, she kind of stumbles for a second, but she ends up improvising it. And as Kasim was walking to the bathroom after leaving the stage because she acts like she needs some water because she's coughing and shit. She runs into Jason and Jason thinks that she's Allison. So she he kisses her and Kasim was like, I gotta pee. Which I would think would be the the response when a guy just poorly kisses a lesbian or kisses a lesbian, period. They're like, impervious nigga. Block! I gotta pee. Like Forrest Gump. Yeah, I just watched that movie again this weekend. Or this this past week, I watched Forrest Gump. And you know what? Jenny is a piece of shit. And I am fully convinced (laughs) that that kid is not Forrest Gump's son. You can't tell me otherwise. Jenny got HIV and all of a sudden she pops back up like, hey, Forrest, that's your son in there. Because I'm going to die. And I know that you're the one person who loves me enough to not ask any goddamn questions. And your mama's not alive anymore to tell you to get a DNA test. So this is your son. He don't look nothing like you. He looked like Forrest. He did not. He looked like the nigga from The Sixth Sense. But he didn't look like Forrest Gump. And Forrest got fucked over a million different times by Jenny. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That movie to me is about a crackhead hoe taking advantage of a special needs person who has money. Does Forrest have money? Yeah, because remember, he um they did Bubba Gump Shrimp and then oh, yeah. Lieutenant Dan invested their money in Apple. Cause Forrest was like, and then one day Lieutenant Dan sent me a letter saying he had invested in a fruit company and we didn't have to worry about oh, money yeah. no more. <laughs> so Forrest is rich, rich. Like richity rich. Like that nigga broke off Bubba's mom enough money where Bubba's mom got a mansion and a white maid to serve her food, where she didn't have to work no more. So and Jenny's just doing heroin and cocaine and stripping and every single time she needs something, she come back to Forrest. And then she leaves Forrest like very the first time, fucking day. Very first time I've ever heard Freebird. Hey, still a banging ass song. Yes. Forrest but is such a nice young man. He was, and she took advantage of him over and over again. So you're going to tell me that at the end... When this nigga, she literally hops in bed with him and has sex with him because he's like, you know what? You playing me for a sucker. 
you're playing me for a sucker. Like, yeah, we all hear that. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is, line. But what I really hear is you playing me for a sucker. So Why basically, the fuck are you here? So basically, your team, Mike Jones. No, I'm team. Don't take advantage of people with special needs, nigga. Especially when you know that 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 special needs person has money and they always loved you, right? Like, you're literally the worst person in the world for taking advantage of them like that. That's where I am. And that's why when we do hindsight, she about to catch the blues, my nigga. The movie tried to make it seem like she just didn't know what she had. And now she missed. Now she 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 knew exactly what she had. The nigga punched somebody in the face defending her when they were at the uh, Vietnam rally in Washington, D.C. He... Uh, went up. He ruined, on, he ruined the Black Panther Party. He ruined her. the Black Panther Party. He went up on stage and protected her when they were throwing shit at her when she was playing. You're at a fucking strip club with the guitar covering all your good bits because you don't want to show off your nakedness. Yes, they're gonna get mad, my nigga. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? You knew the job when you took it. Why the fuck are you up there singing Bob Dylan with the guitar covering your entirety? What are we doing here? Jenny is an awful person. Yes. Like straight up. There's no way to explain it further. And if that kid was five years old. <laughs> she need, When he told her that she needed to go back to Greenbow, Alabama. Like he was serious. <laughs> he was serious mm-hmm. about that shit. That's when he, he, he left Forrest Gump and he became Tom Hanks in that moment. Yeah, like, he couldn't even keep the accent up. <laughs> I think you need to go to Greenbow, Alabama. (laughs) But like, yo, that kid is five years old. You've known about this. If that's forced child. All of a sudden you just send him a letter. When you you find out you're dying. When you about to die. Like you don't tell tell him nothing until you are about to die. Exactly. That's a good point. I never considered that. Like, like you don't say shit to him. This dude who's contacting you all the time, he writes you letters upon letters when he's in Vietnam, just asking how your day is going. And every letter he signs, love, force, gump. And you ain't <laughs> mm-mm, none of that shit. Nah. And then when he gets up on stage at the Vietnam rally, when he's talking and the mic goes out and everything, and everybody's like, Forrest Gump. She runs over to him because he's popular at that point in time. He's gotten up there and he's talked and she's excited to see him, but she leaves him that same day. After spending the whole day walking around with them, they go to her abusive-ass boyfriend. He hits her in the face. Forrest beats him up and gets thrown out the Black Panther party. She goes back to the abusive nigga. Forrest I just don't love you is basically what she should have said. You're a friend. But no, she, she kept she him hanging on. That. She did not. When he said, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is, that's when she fucked him. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when right. she got in bed with him and rode him like a pony and told him not even to do nothing. So she literally. Did he consent? Because she told him, don't move. I'll handle everything. A person with special needs. I don't know how that works. 
That sounds like a violation to me. But I know the next day she left. Yep. So after you finally actually are intimate with this man who <laughs> loved you his entire life, you leave him in the lurch so badly that the nigga runs the United States for the next three years, nigga. Yeah, Forrest was hurt. Tell me something good about Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand her. Like, seriously. And her plopping that kid off on him, and the kid gets on the bus, and he's talking, and the, the, the bus driver is looking at the dad like, oh, he's going to be special needs, too. And he's like, nope. I'm Forrest Gump, and I'm, you're this person, and I'm smart, and I'm in fifth grade. And Forrest is like, damn, he's smart, smart. <laughs> and I'm not saying that uh, special needs folks can't have kids who aren't smart. It happens all the fucking time. It's obviously, it can happen all the fucking time. But that movie did not bring any of that stuff together in a way where I didn't believe anything other than the fact that that nigga got fucked over one last time by Jenny before she died of AIDS. I got to go back and rewatch this now. Jenny literally had, and I'm not, I mean, in her defense, Jenny had everything bad happen to her that could happen to somebody from the 60s through the 80s. But my nigga, she literally walked up to each of these situations like, thank you, sir, may I have another? Yep. Force was like, you could come home with me at any fucking given time and live in this big ass mansion. Do you know Forrest's son grew up to be Mesmer on the boys? Yeah. He saw dead people too. Yep. So Allison's done with her speech. His um, death on the boys was hilarious. I know that's a spoiler, but fuck it. His death <laughs> on the his death on the boys was fucking hilarious. Cause as he was getting his head smashed in, his 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 power kicked in and he actually saw <laughs> that dude's life while he was being his head was being smashed to bits. Allison finishes her speech. Everybody gives her a standing ovation. Uh, Miss S, Sarah comes back from taking her shower. It must have been a long-ass shower because Miss S and Helena went outside and fought some more. (laughs) Miss S came in with bruises, my nigga, and was like, we're family now. Yeah. We're all good now. We're on the (laughs) same page. We are family. <laughs> she had that. She had that reaction, like you know, like that one time where you where you fucking around with your little brother and he hit you in the nose and you just kind of had that where you just kind of shaking your head, yeah, and you don't mean yeah. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're okay now. <laughs> hey, I think we're all right. I think I think we I think we figured it out. The first time I punched my brother in the face and he knew that I could actually punch harder than he thought I could. The only thing he could do after that was tear up the house we were in. So we destroyed somebody else's house and then he got sent back to California. I yeah, my my brother caught me one time. Uh and he 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 knocked my wind out. He caught me he punched me in the chest because we was playing Street Fighter and I was whooping his ass because I had went to school and my one of my classmates had the book. So I was reading the book, writing shit down and all this kind of stuff. So I knew how to do everything. So I was working this dude with everybody. And he kept and I was talking so much noise. And while I was in the middle of talking noise, he just hauled off, punched me in the chest, knocked my wind out. And I stopped fucking with him at that moment. (laughs) At the point where you get the wind knocked out of you like that, you only have a few choices. And one is absolute violence. 
Yeah, but you, but you like you can't breathe in that moment. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> like you can't do anything in that moment. <sighs> so, um, Allison's done with her speech, and her and Kasima meet in the bathroom. And Kasima tells Allison about Jason kissing her, and Allison's like, "Did you kiss him back? Did you like it?" Which does make the whole I'm 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 not flirting thing kind of shaky. That statement does make it like where it, where are we with this whole thing? It's, and and she's saying something about him having soft lips or some shit like that. Like like wistfully like she was like remembering like mm-hmm. for the good times. She like literally <laughs> she literally was like it, it was the same thing from Undercover Brother where he was like I slept with a white woman and Dave Chappelle was like does she have pink nipples? <laughs> was it all I dreamed? Was it everything I dreamed of? <laughs> <laughs> so also the casino's like, I don't fucking no piss. Nigga, piss. And Alice is like, nope, I'm not. Because Dyad is um we need Dyad when it comes to our health. Um, and you're telling me that they need to send for some cancer research, not for yourself. And that's some bullshit. Um, we shouldn't lie about this. And, and Connie walks in at that very moment. And so Kasima goes to hide in one of the stalls. And Connie tells Allison how happy and proud she is of Allison and finally signs over bubbles to her. And Allison's surprised that her mother decided to sell them the store, even with Donnie as co-owner. And Connie straight up says, I know y'all's marriage ain't gonna last, fam. <laughs> that was wild. I know your marriage ain't gonna last, fam. And you're gonna do just like I did and upgrade to Jason and then we'll be just fine. So for some reason, Allison gets so mad about that shit that she calls out Kasima. She's like, we're clones. She's a clone. I'm a clone. We all clones. And what you thought was your special daughter was really a clone. You got shot up with a clone, my nigga. I didn't get that. What was and, that about? And, and mom is just like, eh. you think that's your clone? I mean, she looks urban. Right? Because <laughs> she said she's mulatto. <laughs> Yeah, she said mulatto, but like she meant urban. Mm-hmm. The same way, the same way that um, that she Allison would have said it. Mm-hmm. She said the same thing she said about Vic. And so, Kasima returns to Shay's and is in the bathroom. And Kasima admits to Shay about her autoimmune disorder. And on cue, the bathtub ominously begins to fill with her blood. Now, under the facade of playing the farming game agriculture or Agricola, Scott gives Rachel a page from Duncan's book to decode, and Rachel starts doing so, but she's like, I ain't gonna tell you what the fuck it says. I'm only gonna tell Sarah. And that's the end. Yeah. Brandon, I'm shocked you didn't know that Jenny wasn't shit. Like, how'd you watch that movie and think anything other than Jenny wasn't shit? I don't remember. I just remember the funny parts. I don't remember all the details. So, from the point where they were walking at the beginning of the movie, and them niggas, which I used to laugh at when I was younger, I got to admit, I was a much worse person. But when them niggas hit him in the face with the rock, (laughs) she didn't do shit. (laughs) Nothing. She was just like, run, Forrest. Nigga, I got bridges protecting Forrest. By telling him to run. Fight the boys. Tell him to stop. Tell him to do something. You think they're going to listen to Jenny? <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know because she didn't try. She was just like, the rock hit, 
Hey, stupid! Run, Forrest! We didn't know that nigga could run with them braces on. He didn't know he could run with them braces on. Them braces just had to be shoddily made and fell off. Yeah, she did. And it was like, I got a clip, I got a, I got a scrapbook of all the great stuff that you've done for us. I've been following you step by step, but I don't fuck with you like that. Forrest Gump sure, was sure Forrest Daddy, Forrest son, who her daddy was. No, she didn't. She showed Forrest who his son was. There's a difference. She didn't show Forrest who his daddy was. She showed little. She showed Forrest who his son was, and knew that Forrest would believe her because Forrest, in his mind, had no reason to doubt Jenny's words ever. Even though we, as the viewers, knew that Jenny had been fucking Forrest over for like the greater part of the movie, Forrest is still like, "I love this woman, and I will move mountains for her." And and she and she fucked it and and she did it worse by naming this little nigga Forrest. Didn't even give him a choice. Like he's hey, who is he? Oh, that's Forrest. My name is Forrest. I know. I named him after his daddy. Bitch. (laughs) That's how you know that was his. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's how you know that she knew what she was doing. His name is Forrest. She didn't know back then that Forrest was gonna be rich and all this stuff when she named him Forrest. Yes, she did. Because when she when he came back to when they came back to the house and she was like, I'm not a rich or when he said, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. He was already rich. At that yes, point, he was already rich. Was already and he was more. Huh? Are you talking about then? Yeah, she, he was already rich when she came and stayed at the house and had sex with him. Oh, yeah. That's when she showed up. She probably jacked him for some of his shit and then left again. <laughs> Mama, I smoked the TV. Right? That's the best line for Jungle But the Fever. thing is, that's the best line for, or, or eat your oatmeal. Eat your oatmeal the, and Mama, I smoked the TV. The two best lines from Jungle Fever ever. But the thing I is, I never looked at this movie this way. I have to rewatch this now. But the thing is, she didn't even have to steal nothing from the nigga. She probably gave him some. And then she was like, you know what? Times are hard right now for us. I lost my job because of whatever reason she's going to give. And he probably gave her like 10K. And then she dipped out. Forrest was a good-hearted man who would have broken off money for Jenny because they were like peas and carrots all over again. And that's all he wanted the entire movie. All the great shit that he did meant nothing to him above Jenny. And Jenny was just there to fuck him over, over and over again. Now that you describe this, she sounds horrible. <laughs> she is horrible. I'm She's surprised horrible, you just got this. <laughs> I never realized this. She is literally the worst. The worst. I have to watch this again now. Like, yo, she literally walked him into places where he was not welcome. As a Vietnam, uh, as a Vietnam vet, she walked him into the Black Panther party, my nigga, and was just like, <laughs> "These are my friends. <laughs> These are my friends." Well, at least Jenny wasn't racist. You can't be racist if you depending on these niggas for your drugs. Or for your, li- well, I'm sure she wasn't getting them from the Black Panthers, but she'll depend on them for some sort of livelihood. 
I mean, the drugs is what ruined the Black Panthers. In COINTELPRO, drugs intervened, blah, blah, and blah. And for all whatever. we know, she the one who introduced them motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm just saying, I could think of five different times where Jenny was just like, you know what? Fuck you, Forrest. I'm not cool with this. And the worst one was after she fucked him, she literally, without kissing him, without anything else, just got up in the middle of the night and dipped the fuck out on him. And that was after his mama had died, too. Jenny sounds horrible. So both of the women that he loved in his life had left him, but one of them fucked his head up by having sex with him first. His first time, his only time, as far as we know, because even after they got married, she already had HIV when they got married. So they weren't sleeping together at that point because when Forrest Gump came out, HIV was still enough of a stigma to where you were like, that's the death disease. You can't have sex with nobody. So I know they weren't having sex. They weren't going to portray that in a PG-13 movie. Yeah, we didn't know you could survive that shit until Magic Johnson. Exactly. So she had sex with him that one time, and that was the only time he ever had sex in his entire life. She got pregnant, allegedly. And was like, hey, let me marry you so then I can make sure that his name is on your books. Dirty, dirty. How rich are you really? Oh, that Apple shit? Oh, yeah, I got a, I got a MacBook. Hey, hey, I named this little nigga Forrest. That's my name. Also, the fact that Forrest is named after a Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> right? <laughs> that didn't hit me until I watched the show, this the movie this last time, too. And he said oh, it yeah. straight out. Yes, sir. Mm, his mama named him after a clan and after a clan leader. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, you tell me that them niggas ain't racist. But Forrest was a pure of heart. That's what they were trying to show in that. That Forrest was pure of heart. And so that's why he was still fucking with Bubba. He didn't care about nothing but just being a good person. And he and, got himself and, in the situations. And the, the guy that he was named after Forrest was his last name, right? Mm-hmm. Bedford Force, I believe, or something like that. Uh, Nathan Nathan Bed- Bedford Forrest. Yeah. But yeah, Brandon, go ahead and watch it again. Bubba. I gotta find Bubba! And ran back in there and saved everybody. That motherfucker's a hero a million different times over. Yeah, we need to do that on hindsight. I gotta watch that movie. So watch it, and then we'll talk about it. Like, Let me know when you've watched it, and we'll sit down and we'll really discuss it, because like that I said... Sounds- you make this movie sound amazing, even more amazing than I remember. Dude, when you watch it now, let me know when you're done. Real talk. I sat there and watched it, and I cried for Forrest. I I had, like, years ago, um, my ex-wife started crying. when She she picked me up from work one day because um, we only had one car at that point. And when we were leaving the parking lot, she just bust out crying. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And she was like, she died. And I was like, who the fuck died? Like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? She had just been watching Forrest Gump and she was crying over fucking Jenny. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember his wife, his ex-wife is his ex-wife for a couple of reasons. <laughs> uh, very much so. So her crying over Jenny should let you know that Jenny was a horrible fucking person. Like, might have been a role model. (laughs) So, yeah. Scar, you got anything coming up? Um, No, not at all. Brandon, other than Forrest Gump, you got anything coming up? 
Yeah, me and uh, Hobby from the Old Man Wade Show, we did a podcast talking about uh, the um, the primaries for the election. Oh, that's dope. Is that what BNN is? Black News Network? No. That's oh. Bald Black Nerds. Oh. You watching? You be in. You Black News Network. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I watched Righteous Gemstones. You should all watch that. Oh, I love that show. I put it in. I put it in the queue, and I I just haven't been back to it. I love that show so much. So great, it is. I have not been back on HBO since uh, Winning Time ended. Winning Time is also a lovely show. I don't care what nobody said about that either. Yeah, I mean, what's gonna actually see? Yeah, I don't care what they said about it either. Jackie McBride and Jonathan Goodman are insane. And uh, uh, what's my man that plays Baby Billy? He's the best one. You know what? Uh, what movie did we see him in recently? Oh, um, American Ultra. He was in that. Walter Goggins. That nigga Walter is... Goggins, he's yes. a talented motherfucker. Uh, Walt Goggins has played some real, real weird and questionable characters. Yes, he has. Um, he uh, commits. He yeah, he when he commits, he commits. What did he play in where he was just kind of like, where he was just kind of like gay and like just kind of weird? Um, hold on, let me. Walter Goggins as Baby Billy is fantastic. Yeah, he is for sure. Oh, I forgot Walt Goggins was in uh, Django too. Yep. So, um, y'all, can, while he's looking that up. Y'all can uh, hit up the show on Twitter at RTO Podcast. Sons of Anarchy. He was Venus Van Dam. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at That Cool Black Nerd. To contact me, it's probably easiest to just go through uh, Ratchet Book Club. I got a, I got a question for the fans or for the listeners. Sorry. I got a question for Mr. Panda Bear. Please go ahead. Hey, Panda Bear. Um, now, now, skater. I ain't hurt nobody. Um, I, 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 I wonder, like, do I, I know that we got one response recently on the Nate Dog thing, but like, do do they actually enjoy us talking about other stuff? Do I care? I know. I just, just I wanted to know, like, do you? Would you rather us just get to the show? And no, do we do? no, no, because, no, no, man, no. I was what? I, no, what I was say, what I would say is, fucking, we can cut out these parts and make them Patreon exclusive. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? That's more work for me, nigga. Okay, it, it ain't work I got to do. So why would I think about it? Oh fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but no, no, I really, I really want to know. Do they? Do they? Do they really dig these other uh, conversations that don't have much to do with the show? I'm like, sure it depends on who the person is. Some of them are probably like, I don't give a fuck. Others are like, I find this shit to be interesting. Some of them are like, I find it to be tedious. And some of them are like, you should cut your show to 30 minutes. Yeah, we 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 really started doing this a lot, the later seasons of Oz. And then we did it a whole lot during Playmakers. Mm-hmm. Because those those episodes weren't really that interesting. So, Brandon, did I tell you about when I made my own uh, news network for my podcast? No. <laughs> Haters News Network. Y'all niggas just dumb. Really. What the fuck is that supposed to be? A grill? Fool, you know you bought that out the quarter gun machine. 
Fuck me. Fuck you. Nigga, fuck your mama. Uh, nigga, I will... Fuck that. I'm popping the trunk on you. Mark-ass buster. Fake-ass tough rapper. That's right. Better run. Bitch. That's one of the promos for it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah about that. Rashani was just doing stuff. Hold on. HNN, Haters News Network, where we report it all from your fake ass weave, your crusty ass draws. Rashani just be doing these? stuff. How old are they? Old, yeah. old. <laughs> old, <Yeah>. old. <laughs> like probably 10 plus years 10, old? Yeah. I used to write like like full on skits and movies and shit like that. We used to have a skit oh, per episode. Scar, I still have the Law and Order one. The Law and Order lunchroom. We're trying to just be doing shit, dog. Like I'm <laughs> like he used to be way more creative than he is now. But before he used to just do shit. Like record songs and shit. Like he just he would just be doing shit. I still have it in me. I just don't have the time. So, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Uh, I already said that. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Uh, yeah, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or you can go to the um, Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts and then copy that into the Good Pods app. Again, thank y'all so much for listening. Yeah, let Scar know if y'all like this stuff. I really and, don't and, care. And tell us if you've left a review because we need to read these on the actual show. Do we, though? Yes. Fine. We're reading all of them. And I don't even care if it's five stars. We're reading all of them. Well, I, I care wanna... if it's five stars. No, I want, well, if it's, okay, it's five stars, we'll read it. Um, no, no, I'm not doing it like that. I'm just saying I care if it's five stars because I don't want my no, shit to start dropping into the ether. But if y'all are going to leave a review and it's not five stars, you better have a good goddamn reason. No, I want I want the haters to come. I don't have any haters, man. And I this haters. ain't your goddamn show for haters. If you want haters, tell them to come to Scarcasm Live and tell you exactly what they don't like about I've, this show. I've never, I've never got haters over there. So what I need you to do is tell folks about Scarcasm Live. Like, yo, if y'all got a problem with something Scar's doing, go to his fucking podcast and leave a one-star review on his goddamn show telling him about the problems you have yeah, on rto yeah do, yeah, do that shit i absolutely i absolutely do not care about reviews i don't i podcast because i love it not because i'm trying to raise my profile or do anything crazy uh look, fuck it i do this shit because i love it and i'm good at it nigga we've had 10 to 15 years to come up with that answer shut the fuck up thank y'all so much for listening we greatly appreciate it we do uh that's scar that's brandon I'm Derek. I'll holler at y'all later. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace out.
theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know about now, then you slip. 